sometimes spectacular, always amazing. This is Web Tales, the Spider-Man podcast, with your host, Mark Chevalier. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our look at Amazing Spider-Man number two. And of course, I got my good buddy Logan here. How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. Swip, swip. Swip, swip. Swip, swip. Cool, swip. Logan. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, all right, cool. Let's, let's go. That's, that's really cheesy. All right. Yeah, what's up? Uh, so, Logan, you talked a bit about where your uh, love for Spider-Man began. So I figured out, I'll give uh, my little two cents on when it started. When I was a little, little, little kid, actually my first superhero was Batman. Nice. From the uh, 89 Batman Tim Burton mm. movie. Yeah, I used to watch that all the time. I did too. He was the coolest. I had the Batmobile, I had the Batwing, I had all the action figures. And then later on when I was around 11, 12, the, uh, the game Maximum Carnage came out, mm. which I fell in love with. Yeah, fantastic game. And from there, I decided, hey, I want to check where this stuff came from. So I went to my local comic store. I bought the uh, whole story of Maximum Carnage. And when you're a young kid, this that stuff is the coolest thing in the world, right? Just a group of supervillains just killing everybody, and Spider-Man has to get a team together to fight them. Back then, everyone was into Venom. Venom was a rage, right? He was yeah. the biggest, the baddest. But yeah, I liked Spider-Man better just because he was just. Just like you, Logan, he was the everyday guy. He was someone you could relate to more. He wasn't the most powerful guy, but he always tried to do what was right with what he could do. And I I always thought that was good. So from there, I just kept reading. And at that point, it was uh, the Clone Saga going on. We had Scarlet Spider, came Ben Riley, and all that stuff, which a lot of people yeah. say is the dark days, but I don't know. I, I like those days. It's when I started, so it's always going to have a special place in my heart. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, but uh, we're going back in time right now to yeah. <laughs> way back to Amazing way, way Spider-Man number two, which also features two thrilling tales. Uh, Logan, why don't you tell us about the first story here? So in the first story, we get introduced to one of the most infamous villains in the Spider-Man rogue gallery, the Vulture, mm-hmm. uh, famously played by Michael Keaton in Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, which I also enjoyed in this comic that they, he actually does call him Birdman. I think that was funny. <laughs> um, because obviously, unless you're living on a rock, you know that Michael Keaton played Vulture and he also played a character named Birdman in the movie Birdman, which I'd never seen. I, I, I want to, but anyway, that's besides the point. We're talking, we're not talking about Michael Keaton, we're talking about Spider-Man. Yeah, Michael Keaton's cap- podcast is next week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, yeah, we'll talk about Batman and Vulture, mm-hmm. basically. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is a high-flying adventure among the city skies as uh, Spider-Man fights this uh, older gentleman by the name of Adrian Toomes. And uh, basically kind of has the same issues going on. Uh, you know, Jameson's you know, throwing it aside. And uh, Volster proves to be one of the first like real like tough villains Spider-Man faces because he also has the power of flight. So it's more like... Spider-Man has to use his web-slinging abilities to work him down. Yeah, he proves to be uh, super fast, can turn on a dime. Mm-hmm. And uh, Spidey's got to be on his wits because he hasn't yeah. fought really any super villains at this point. Yeah. Um, we actually get the introduction of the spider belt that holds extra web cartridges, a very important tool for our hero. He makes it because, obviously, since he's in the sky a lot more, uh, he needs to have uh, web fluid on hand. Yeah. Plus, he yeah, almost and, almost drowns because uh, yeah, 
vultures. Yeah. Well, we're going to head by stuff. So we'll talk about it earlier. Sorry. Yeah, just dealing with uh, vultures' powers and trying to get you know one up on him and uh, learning more about his uh, his suit that he uses to uh, to fly. Because mm-hmm. Peter Parker, if we didn't mention, is you know a pretty intelligent scientist. Is actually pretty much a borderline genius scientist. So. You know, that's how he creates his own webs, and that's how he's really good with, like, mechanics. And a lot of these comics, you know, a lot of these superheroes in the Marvel comics are very, very scientific-y, if that's a word. And if it's not, I made it up. So I'm going to get a patent on that, or trademark, I guess. You make a quarter Uh, every time somebody says it. it. (laughs) (laughs) How about the name Green Meanie? Um... (laughs) But yeah, no, he, uh, he, he create. well, no, going back to what you said, yeah, so he throws him in, like, a water tower. Yeah, he's out of web fluid at that point. He's out of web fluid, so he can't really, and the water is, you know, soaking up the, I guess, the metal in the tower, so he really can't climb it, so his mm-hmm. hands are slipping. But then he realizes that he just needs to kind of, like, propel himself down to push himself up. Yeah. To use kind of, like, gravity in his, because, you know, he's Spider-Man, he can jump pretty high and stuff like that, so he just needs to kind of get a little boost. He figures out a way to kind of tamper with Vulture's suit, which ends up, you know, him kind of winning the battle. And in a lot of these things that we learn about Spider-Man, like, he's he fights, and he obviously he means well, but, like, he's always got to have some sort of, like, trick up his sleeve to, in order to bring the villain down. Yeah, but that's just his uh, intelligence, because he's, yeah. he's never the, he's rarely the strongest or best physical person in a fight, but he's usually the smartest. Yeah, absolutely. So he always has to use his brain over his brawn to uh, to win the day. And, uh, so yeah, the vulture, he's pretty fun. He, he's always uh, trying to steal some money. He's making fun mm-hmm. of the police, throwing uh, rocks with notes to their window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a goon! Yeah, <laughs> it was, actually, I like this pun. He said in the note, "I'm going to steal this from right under your nose." Everyone's yeah, right. expecting him to fly overhead, and he just pops out of the sewer and steals the diamonds. Yeah, um, the villains back in 1963 weren't the smartest. I mean, obviously they get better over time, but this is also, you know, that kind of writing just makes more sense for back then. Um, this is also the issue where Peter Parker goes to work for the uh, the Daily. Well, actually, I, I should I want to say the Daily Bugle, but he goes to work for J. Jonah Jameson to uh, make some extra cash because he's like, well, if anybody's going to take pictures of Spider Man and get them in the the magazine, it's going to be me. So so he's working out for Jameson's Now magazine. Yes. So Jameson obviously pays him like top dollar. Yeah, he was pretty generous at this point. He becomes a yeah. cheapskate later on. Yeah, he gets a little stingy later on, but I guess he's kind of like, it's the whole novel idea. Like, oh man, these pictures are really great. Like, I'll pay you whatever you want. And then mm-hmm. as we get on further and further, he just becomes more of a dick. Yeah. With, <laughs> with his finances. Freaking Jameson. Uh, yeah. But this is an introduction of a pretty like important character in Spider-Man's like villain lineup, so... And it's kind of cool to see him, you know, Spider-Man, like, being less on the ground and more in the sky. Yeah, it brought a new aspect and it brought a new cool villain. He looks kind of, well, I mean, he's colorful. He's green. He can fly. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a founding member of the Sinister yeah. Six, so he's important. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, it's kind of like the first beginnings of Spider-Man fighting villains that are named after animals. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. the kind of common thing with the Spider-Man world gallery. Yeah, always uh, animal names. <laughs> yeah, right. The vulture, the rhino, the lizard, the scorpion. Doctor Octopus. Doctor Octopus. Yeah. Like we can go on for forever at that. Yeah. But I've always noticed that with the Rogali is like he fights a lot of animal characters, like villains. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. He's a spider. 
He's fighting exactly, animals. Exactly, yeah. Vultures eat bugs. It makes sense. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. And I'm, just, I'm just winging it. Get it? Because oh. it's full. <laughs> Good one. You're, you're soaring high right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to be here for like the next five minutes. Yeah, um, uh, two drink minimum, everybody. Two drink minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Everybody was... probably listening to this is like they're laughing, but we're not. <laughs> no, well, the numbers will tell me if that's. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, well, if there's a drop up after this episode, I I'm done. Yeah, well, I, I think at this point, Reed might be the only one still listening. <laughs> Hi, Reed. <laughs> Hi, Reed. What's up? Uh, Hi, Gemma. Maybe. Maybe. Hi, Wilson kids. <laughs> Uh, what I love too is that once Vulture gets arrested, he's in his jail cell, still in his Vulture in his costume. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like that, would be, he, that would be stripped away and he'd be in an orange jumpsuit, but yeah. no. Uh, they're just saying, hey, you get in the cell and you sit there. Yeah. I think that's what they did in the 60s, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? They didn't know. I mean, they weren't aware of like what these people could do. He's like, oh, this guy's wearing a bird costume. <laughs> uh, this crazy old man. Yeah. Vulture actually does show up in the uh, PS4 game. Mm-hmm. He provides a little bit of the aerial acrobatics that you that you kind of see in this uh, comic in the video game. What a, what a fantastic game that is, man! Uh, yeah, that's we could do another. I could do a whole another pod. I did record a podcast for Binge Media Small Screen Heroes about the video game. I could do a whole another podcast about this right now. But maybe, maybe we'll, we'll, stick, we'll stick with the comics. Uh, but this is just one story in this issue. Yes. We got two fantastic stories. We do have two fantastic stories. So. First one's Vulture. The second one is about this gentleman called the Tinkerer, who actually also showed up in Spider-Man: Homecoming. I don't know if this was uh, a the director or writer's way of being like, let's put these two characters that were introduced in the same comic in the same movie. Yeah, I wonder if that was the idea. But uh, basically, Peter's, uh, you know, he's doing some science stuff, and this gentleman's like, can you go get this radio from this gentleman? That's when we meet the Tinkerer, who just basically pretty much fools around with a lot of electronics. He tinkers, if I should. Tink- yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's where he gets his name. Yeah. We also are introduced to this He-Man-style-looking alien. And by He-Man, I mean the, the cartoon of the 1980s. Who uh, uh, just are green and wear purple trunks. Yep. Um... <laughs> Maybe the OG scrolls, as we discussed off air. Maybe I'm not sure what these were. Did they ever come back? These guys? I have no idea. Your guess is as good as mine. Maybe we'll find out later. But, but uh, uh, yeah, essentially but- they're they're want to do an alien invasion. They have the Tinkerer put all these spy devices and these radios he fixes, and yeah. uh, Spider-Man figures it out and stops yep. them. Yeah, there's an iconic vision of. Uh, Half Spider Face, half Peter Parker Face, and his Spider Sense going off, which is something we've seen it, see a lot as an iconic image in the Spider Man comics. And uh, Spidey swings in to save the day. There was another a big thing that happened in this issue that Spider Man, for the first time, basically tells Flash to go fuck himself. <laughs> is that at the end of the issue, or I'm trying to remember. There's a point where he makes fun of him. And I think Peter just does a little comment, but it's the first time he ever oh, yeah, fights back. So Flash says, well, well, so Teacher's Pet is going to help with a nice little doctor some experiments this weekend, huh? And Peter's like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So could Peter calls him a dumbhead. A dumbhead. Yeah, <laughs> probably as bad is... as you could back then. <laughs> yeah. 1963 <laughs> dumbhead was pretty offensive. <laughs> but yeah, Peter gets uh, trapped in this sort of like bubble... And he, this is, so this is where the, the epitome of the descriptive, uh, 
comic book bubble comes into play because he's like, oh, I'm going to use my web to, like, hit the button. And he hits the button. He's like, I got it. So it's, like, it's the whole describing thing. Yeah. And he pops he pops out of that, like, dome. And then he, like, goes to town on the uh, the, the green dudes and the tinkerer. Yeah. And they're kind of pansies because the second that he starts fighting back, they just run away and bolt to back to their yeah. planet. Yeah. So it's kind of like... Um, like one of those things in the movies where, like, you know, he, he cleans up and then everybody's gone. So maybe we never hear from him again. You know what? I remember that uh, later on that the uh, scientist who Peter was doing a job for says, Oh, I'm sure I saw a spaceship. Oh, I must have just been seeing things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Peter's holding, like, a mask, very, like, Scooby-Doo-like. Yeah, because I guess the Tinkerer was one of these aliens. Yeah. Scooby-Doo. Was it yeah. for that damn spider kid? <laughs> Would have gotten away with it. <laughs> yeah. So so that's Amazing Spider-Man number two. Get, number two. Spidey gets his first supervillain and his first uh, run-in with aliens. Yeah. Which is a common theme among these comics. Yeah. And as, he wasn't really ahead. shocked by it at all. He just thought, oh. No, this. I mean, I guess at this point it's like, oh, well, if I'm dealing with dudes flying in the sky and guys who can take their faces off and be other people, like, what's a couple of aliens? That's, I guess so, eh? That's point. Yeah. He's got to be prepared for anything. Well, it's going to keep getting even wackier. As we oh, go yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for Amazing Spider-Man number two. Logan, what do you want to say to people? just want to say that if you have a PlayStation 4 and you don't own the Spider-Man game, you need to go and buy it and play it and, and just just put all things on your life on hold. That's right. Because it's, it's, sorry, it's amazing. It's amazing. Also, Michael Keaton is great as a vulture. He is. He's the best thing of that movie, I'd say. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna. We're gonna go because I'm gonna start fighting Mark. Yeah, we'll fight. We'll save this for another day. Yeah. Although he might one up me like the vulture. He's. he's you seem like you. You know things. Well, I have flown back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I got my green suit hanging in the closet. Nice. <laughs> okay. Good night, everybody. See ya. Attention webheads, you can now follow us on our official Web Tales of Spider-Man podcast social media for the latest info and upcoming episodes of the show. You can find us on our Instagram at Webtales Podcast. Send us a DM on our Twitter at Webtales Podcast. Or you can email us at webtalespodcast at gmail.com. So until next time, true believers. I want that ball-crawling arachnid prosecuted! I want him strung up by his web! I want Spider-Man!